You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The great debate of the 2024 election is almost upon us. And no, I'm not talking about the GOP primary debate coming later this month, because believe it or not, it is already the 3rd of August year of our Lord 2023. We have an update to the most racist thing I have seen in a long time from yesterday. And then, um, have you heard of being blackpilled? We're going to discuss all of that. I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni, and you're tuned in to Critical Thinking. That's right, you are tuned in to Critical Thinking, the number one critical thinking podcast in the world. Not a joke, that is a legitimate title that we have held for the past two years, folks. That's right, two years running as the number one critical thinking podcast in the entire world. Did you just use the term not a joke? Mm-hmm. Is your name Andrew Biden? No, but I would love some of that Biden millions and millions of dollars, just doing it legitimately, not uh, illegitimately. Uh, just, you mean, you know, you used his like, favorite like the grand of, out of joke. I uh, mean, uh, uh, Mm-hmm. 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 Just, just wondered if you were getting you know, a little too chummy with the Bidens there, and uh, you know, since you adopted his uh, signature phrase or one of his signature phrases, I should say. Mm-hmm. But when I say it's not a joke, I, I actually you actually mean it's not a joke. Yes. Yes. See that that's the difference. But we have a lot to get into that actually has nothing to do with Joseph Marionette Biden. Like literally nothing. That's kind of refreshing, actually. I know it's a refreshing Thursday. Um, so we're going to deep dive on a couple of things here. Um, first and foremost, though, I think we need to take the topic of being black pilled. I, I think that's where we need to start. How about you, Pat? Yeah, because I'm kind of curious as to, I mean, I, I think I know what this means, but I'm kind of curious as to where you're going with this. So one of the things that I have noticed a lot, and I have, you know, we try to be happy warriors, if you will, right? Like, we try to. I don't know that we present the happiest of outlooks. Probably not. But but I think the happiness comes from educating on a plan. That's for me where my happiness comes from is that we're not just here pissing and moaning and whining. What did what was yesterday's monologue for me about? It was about trying to wake people up to Donald Trump doesn't care about anybody but Donald Trump, so why are you caring about him? He has no plan to win an election that literally hangs the balance of liberty versus tyranny. And yeah, I'm putting it in pretty stark and bleak terms. 
but we also hold out hope. Why? Because it's not about the man. It's not about necessarily DeSantis versus Trump. It's about us realizing that we can't allow the people who are doing what they have done to liberty to continue to do it to us. And unfortunately for Donald Trump, that does include him. Unfortunately for Donald Trump, he is feeling what we have been feeling and what we have been dealing with on the small scale for himself. The FBI raids, the persecution, the IRS of Lois Lerner, right? Welcome to the show, Donald Trump. That That's where I'm at, and it's not to be cynical. It's not to go down the road of black pill America, because I have hope. I have hope that if you follow what we have talked about on the path of reviving liberty, getting right with God, focusing on your principles, focusing on your community, doing business with those who don't insult you. That means stop doing business with the Disneys of the world. Stop doing business with those who want your money but insult you around every corner. And by the way, that goes for businesses that want your money and produce crap products because that's an insult to you. That's not to suggest that you can go around just simply picking and choosing based off of politics. No, that's not what we're advocating for. That is making making you aware that, yeah, you do have to make the other side own their crap when it is their crap. You also have to make your side own their crap when it's time to own their crap. You also have to be positive about your liberty. You have to be willing to fight. So we are trying to wake you and make you awake to the fight that's in front of us and then give you the positive of steps to revive liberty. Liberty is is not a negative. It is a positive. It is worth fighting for. There's a difference between that and being a cynical bastard. And I don't think we go down the road of cynicism. We might dive deep in the world in deep into the pool of sarcasm. That's just part and parcel of my personality and part and parcel of your personality, Pat. Shockingly, we're both very sarcastic people, but sarcasm and cynicism are two very different things. And that's really the darkness We've chosen the light of God in our lives. And you can't be in the world of darkness if you choose the light of God every day in your life. You know, we're going on the journey here in the Coppins household of of reading the Bible and, and doing the Bible every day. That is taking that step towards the light of God every single day, whether there's dark parts of life, there's still that light. You're still holding out that light of hope in God and, and trust in Jesus Christ and the, and the message that Jesus Christ has for us. That's why it's number one in reviving liberty. It's also number one because we know our history and we know that our foundational principles are rooted in God. We know that to be the truth because everyone, with the exception of maybe a few of our founding fathers, wrote about how much providential and spiritual guidance was given to them and how much they chose to follow God and God's laws in the creation of this nation a nation built on ideas and ideals given to them by God, not by man. The only nation to have ever done that, by the way. That is the uniqueness of the America and its founding. Its story is different than any other nation. 
It is why there's no American ethnostate, right? It doesn't exist. It never has. It never will exist. It is a set of ideals or principles. And we're dedicating ourselves to fighting for that. So, I say all of that because I found a very interesting clip from Glenn Beck the other night. And I thought it was appropriate for us to deep dive on it. And I want you to hear this. And then I want to ask a very simple question. Have you fallen for the black pill? America, there is a psyop going on right now in this country, and you are the target. It just might be the most dangerous thing in the country right now. Why? Well, because it attacks your mind. It diminishes your ability to ask questions and ultimately hold those in power accountable for what they're doing. Have you ever heard of the phrase black pilling? It is defined, quote, as a mindset characterized by extreme pessimism, cynicism and futility. In short, it's what a lot of Americans are doing. Screw it. Why bother? I don't watch the news anymore. I don't pay attention because I can't change anything. That is the PSYOP. This is what we have to resist, because if we don't, we may not only never win another election again, we will lose our freedom. And that there is one of the biggest things that we're being blackpilled on. You're not going to save the country and you're not going to win. When it comes to this next election in 2024, how hopeful are you? Do you believe we can win? That's one of the biggest questions we're not supposed to ask. You and I know there was something funny going on in the 2020 election. I don't know if it was enough to sway uh, the winner and and uh, cast D Donald Trump as the loser. I don't know. But nobody looked into it. We know that there is something weird going on in the last election, and we know there's something weird going down on January 6th. We know something odd is happening with the with the uh, Biden crime family. Right. I mean, it's pretty clear. And we know that the deep state has been actively involved in just, well, all of it, everything I just mentioned. Now, the left and the deep state are not synonymous, but they certainly have a lot of parallel motives going on right now. And you can tell what those motives are by everything you are currently being blackpilled on. The next election is the biggest. Tonight, I'm going to show you some of the election funny business both the left and the deep state have been up to it's a machine that they have been preparing for years covid brought it all together but now they are doubling down so what are we doing about it and what am i even talking about here there is no deep state right that's a conspiracy theory that's an online uh black op itself it it definitely doesn't exist and it isn't manipulating elections. It's just a coincidence that the entire intelligence community, the federal law enforcement community, all rallied together to accuse candidate Donald Trump of being in league with Russia. Once that didn't work, they just pressed in on the attempt to cripple his presidency. And that's just a coincidence. There is no deep state. They then impeached him, not once, but twice, even going as far as leaking top secret communications from his presidential phone calls with foreign leaders. The people involved came from the State Department, the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Justice and members of both the Democrat and Republican parties. And they all used the mainstream media to further push public opinion. It was all lies, we know now, but there is no deep state. It just happened. And then as the election went into full gear, members of all of those government agencies, along with the media and now big tech, conspired to keep damaging information about Joe Biden and his son away from people like you and me. Quick thoughts there, Pat. You know, he, he asked up front, have we fallen for the uh, the black pill? And 
And I'm curious as to whether or not I have on some level. I don't think I'm completely in that realm. I don't think you're completely in that realm, if at all. Um, but I do think I've dabbled in some cynicism before and some pessimism, even on this show. Not necessarily in, in the hopes of, oh, we can't win and we can't, we can't get liberty back in this country. That, no, 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 no. I haven't gone down that road. I have no faith in the GOP. I have no faith in politicians in general. Um, I, if anything, I distrust the political elite and those that are ultimately running this country. There are those I trust more than others. Um, and I would even say after COVID, I think a lot of people's faith in leadership in this country has been significantly damaged. Their trust in Doctors, experts have been significantly damaged. And so now we have this thought process, this feeling in this country that, you know what, just screw it. Screw it. Everything's changed. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. No matter if we try to do things the right way, it's never going to work. It's never, we're never going to win again. And I, I think that that is patently false. I think, if anything, we have strength in numbers, but are we willing to use that strength in numbers? And, and then on top of that, are we willing just to take action? That's, that's the point. That, that is, are you willing to take action? I, I honestly, I'm generally a pretty happy guy. Um, I, I have a happy family. I have a happy wife. I have a good home. I have a lot to be thankful for. I have a son coming in a few months that I am absolutely ecstatic for. And I have a lot to look forward to. I, I am a very blessed man. Because I have that child coming into my life, I would hope, and I would hope that this would, would apply to all parents out there or all that are aspiring to be parents, that you want a better world for that kid, that you don't want to leave them in the world that you are currently in, you want to leave them in a better place. Not perfect. Notice I, I said, because we'll never achieve perfection. That'll never be achieved. We will never be perfect. We are not God. Through God, we become perfect in the next life, but not here. So it'll never be perfect. But what are you willing to do? And I think that's the difference. And I think that's where if you're being blackpilled, it's you've completely given up entirely. It's not that you can't be somewhat skeptical or even cynical about current events or certain members of Congress or even the president of the United States, considering what we know. But that doesn't, that doesn't give us an excuse to just quit. Remember the cause, the cause of which we all fight for, the cause that which this country was founded on, the cause of liberty. The cause that we all should have in common. We need to remind ourselves of these things. It's one of the reasons why I get behind this microphone every day. I think that's one of the reasons why you get behind this microphone every day is because we have found this to be our calling. If anything, we're trying to scream this from the rooftops to anyone that'll listen. We start there. And then we move forward. We may lose some. You win some, you lose some in life. That's just the way life goes. But we only really fail if we give up. And that and we, and we only is not really fail if we allow that darkness. Mm. If we allow that darkness to take over. I agree. And and by the way, what we're talking about when we talk about light and dark here is very simple. It's the light of liberty, the darkness of of control. That it's as easy as that. You ask yourself that. You you talked about well, focus on the things you can do. It is why we talk about reviving liberty. Let me let me remind people. We talked about ten steps and ten actions. So let me remind you what those are. If you want to do this, take one small step in each one of these areas in your life. And you're likely to see yourself become 
somebody that's your family, your friends, the growing community around you continues to grow. Why? Because they see you as light in darkness. And that means root yourself in God. Know your principles. Shine a light on the enemy. Well, doesn't that mean being cynical? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It means when you see something going bad in your community, it could be a community as small as Watertown, Wisconsin, which we're going to talk about and feature on tomorrow's show as both a best and worst situation. But when you see something going haywire, go to your community events. Speak up. Be unafraid. Okay, shine that light. Use whatever platform you might have, whether that is speaking to your family, whether that is speaking within your friends' community. And this is the black pilled section because so many people are afraid to have these conversations with friends, with family, for fear of offending somebody, for fear of getting into a political discussion in a group setting, for fear, for fear, for fear. What are you actually afraid of? It's that people might know whom you are and what you stand for. The question that you should be afraid to, or the thing that you should be afraid of is that people who think like you might not know that you think like them or that you could be a, a, a person that you could be leaned upon in their times of darkness and vice versa. Which brings me to number four, being prepared. And that's not being prepared as in prepper this and prepper that. Being prepared is understanding because you've shined the light, you've shown the light, right? Be prepared means being prepared to deal with what's going to likely come your way. Again, that is having your eyes wide open. That's what we mean by being prepared, right? You have to be prepared to understand that you're going up against that darkness. That is why we put God number one. Because if you've been able to root yourself in God and know deep that God has your back, that's your being prepared. Understanding you're going to come up against all sorts of things. Look at what happened to Steve Dace online, Pat, right? Uh, over the past 24 hours. Some sick individuals attempted to turn him into a pedophile somehow because he dared to buck Lord Savior Donald Trump. And they spliced in to catch a predator with him talking about the irony of all ironies, his mother's decision not to abort him, and then talking about um, the decisions to not go through abortion or Divorce in his own personal life. How dark are you? How black-pilled are you that that's whom you become? The black-pilled cynicism of Casey DeSantis didn't have cancer. What the hell are you talking about? There's a difference between what we advocate for. In fact, it shows up at every end of this uh, show on our Rumble channel. Question everything. There is a difference between questioning things and being cynical. Questioning means, do I believe what I really believe? Or, or wait a second, is there more information that I need? Can I gather all of the information that I need to make an educated decision on XYZ topic or news bit of the day? Cynicism says, I'm questioning everything because... I don't trust that anything that anybody is telling me is true. No, 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 no. Question everything does not mean automatically dismiss. I mean, you could even rephrase it to say, as you're questioning everything, it's also another way of seeking to understand. Exactly. And then we continue on because after being prepared, you need to form fellowships and not coalitions. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the program. Fellowships are different than coalitions. Coalitions are single issue 
or single things that you might agree on with somebody, but you don't agree on the vast majority of anything else. Those are useful. Coalitions are useful. Fellowships are forever. And what do I mean by that? Fellowships are people who have principles like you, are committed like you are. That's where you can get your power, your strength, not just from God, but from other individuals who have like-minded goals. Well, they're going to, they're going to, this is how you get down the black pill hole. Well, the government will just come after you. Come what may. They're going to, they're going to make you into a militia. That's not what we're talking about. A fellowship can be just simply knowing, right? And having a conversation, nothing organized, nothing, you know, crazy. Or it could be, I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet the same group of 10 people at the bar every week and we're going to hash out what's been going on. And we all hold the same principles to be true. And more importantly, we hold each other up and we're a support system. Fellowship is support. Coalitions are, are just topics. Then, I mean, I I, I was going to go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, just for the sake of time, we're also Mm -hmm. talking about supporting those that don't insult you. And that includes in your own life, by the way. You're never going to agree with everybody, but you can be agreeable with those who are not there to insult you. You can do business with those who are there to not insult you. Guess what? You might stop into a bar and they're hanging a pride flag. Is that what you support? No. But are they doing it to insult you? Well, find out. If you were to say, yeah, I'm Christian, what would they do to respond to that? There are there are breweries here in, in Chicago I won't step foot in. Why? Because they basically have a quote-unquote code of conduct, and if they catch you talking in a different manner than they would like you to about name a group or name a person, right? They're going to kick you out. I don't, guess what? There's a hundred breweries. I don't have to do business with you. Do I know the politics of every person that I interact with? Of course not. But do I insult the people that I interact with to do business with because they happen to disagree with me or they might be more progressive than I am? No. Cares. Find what you have in common instead of find what you have uncommon, if you will. Then it comes down to making them own their stuff. Those who want to destroy whom you are, those whom want to destroy liberty or the principles that you hold dear, make them own it. A great example of this is the people who talk about the Second Amendment, people who talk about um, guns and every town USA. Okay, are you, are, you for, uh, are you for stripping the Second Amendment and then doing what? Make them own it. Make them think. That's what we mean by that. And then the final two steps. Do not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to agree 100% of the time with 100% of the people. That doesn't exist. It is the same philosophy I hold in business. Do not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And what that means is if you are going down the right path, you might make a mistake or two along the way. Do not beat yourself up. You're never going to be perfect. Strive to get to that end goal. But it's okay if you stumble once in a while. It's okay. And then endure. Don't give up. Like, like we've been talking about. Okay, but that's all fine and dandy. Those are high-minded steps. What about action? Well, how about this? Start by being intentional in what you do. And a great example of this, right, is starting good habits. Meaning, I don't know, try if you are struggling with weight or struggling with something like that, str- struggling with your body, try working out a little bit. Maybe that helps you. Um, Try healthy habits. Try reading the Bible. Or if you're Catholic, go to confession if you haven't been in a while. Or go to Mass if you haven't been in a while. And dedicate yourself to one month. I'm going to go every Sunday to Mass. Start building and being intentional. And intention 
leads to good and positive things. Refuse to be silent. And this, this kind of goes for me. This isn't about getting into arguments, okay? Refusing to be silent is, if they're insulting you, stand up for yourself. If somebody is mocking God, stand up. I've used the example, and guess what? I'm still friends with this person to this day. And it's only because I stood up and said, nah, not going to happen, not in my presence. You want to do that? You have at it wherever you're from and where and and anywhere else but in my presence. This ain't going to happen. And and shockingly this person is still a friend of mine to this day. Why? Because they ref- respected the fact that I refused to stand there and just be silent while something that I held dear to be a principle in my life was being mocked. Now, it ended up being a better discussion because that person doesn't believe that okay but they they understood that 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 their unbelief doesn't get to trump my belief in my presence not not going to happen now and then following god not man follow god not man it's okay it is okay to do something that is different than what man is doing right now Turns out if you learn one lesson from our founding fathers, it's that their their fellowship comes from their ability to trust in God and God's will being done through them. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And they were very different than the vast majority of the people of the time who were either a-okay with going along with the tax man or just sitting there and taking it. How about this? Make it about us and not them. Too often we, we focus on, do you see what this person did or that person did? How about you make it about us and the positive things that are going on? How about this? Be tireless in your pursuits. Whether that's in business, whether that's in your pursuit of your relationship with God, whether that's in pursuit of things that are positive for your sons and daughters or aunts and uncles or people that are important in your life. Be tireless in those pursuits, whether that's in the pursuit of the principles that we've talked about, right? Be tireless in the pursuit of liberty. Tireless. We talked about the black pill, right? It's just, oh, Glenn, Glenn talked about it, right? I, I don't, I don't want to talk about the news. I can't handle it. I can't do this. I'd just rather turn a blind eye. Now, let's be tireless in understanding where we are, what we are about, and be tireless in that pursuit of your principles. How about this one? Use the GOP and stop letting them use you, right? Or... Use politicians instead of them using you. And I can't think of a better example of this than Donald Trump right now. He is using the ever-loving crap out of you out there in MAGA Foreverland to the tune of $40 million of his funding for his legal battles coming directly from your pockets and not his. A billionaire is using you for $40 million. It's almost as if he figured out that the system, right, would, how to play the system. 
Oh, that's right. He used, he, people talk about his bankruptcies, right? He used bankruptcy as a tool. He actually taught some, some of us something that you can use in business. Bankruptcy is never, is not always bad as long as you're using it as a tool to release your debt and then come out the other end a billionaire. Use the GOP or use politicians. They invert that relationship. Then how about a little mockery, ridicule, and scorn? Mock that which deserves to be mocked. Ridicule those that deserve ridicule and have some scorn for those who deserve your scorn. For instance, that leader of the EFF in South Africa probably deserves scorn, right? How about how about this? You, first of all, put your mic back on, and then secondly, um, um, how about this, Pat? Now that you want to talk, um, educate in your own home. And by the way, that doesn't mean that you have to go the route of of homeschooling your ch- children, but it can also be having simple conversations in your house in showing your values and your principles in Bible study in your house, reading the Bible like we do every single night. My wife and I are not exactly aligned when it comes to she is not Catholic and I am. But we agreed to do a reading of the Bible this year, Bible in a year, with the Catholic version. There's some compromise there, right? But we're educating in our house. You can do that with your children, couldn't you? Could you not read the Bible in a year in your house? Every night, we're going to read, you know, it takes 20 minutes out of your day. Or teach them about history or something that you are engaged in, right? But educate in your own home. Substitute what is going on in schools. And by the way, pulling your kid out of this school and putting them into the pulling them out of bad public education, going into a private school isn't always the answer either because it can be equally and sometimes even worse on the, on the scale of black pill, right? How about meekness or understanding your power and how to control it? Meekness. We talked about this before. What is it? It is power under control. So many people believe that being meek is weak. No, it's not. Meekness is understanding your own power and how to control it. What power do you have? Maybe it's in your house. Maybe it's in showing a good example to your children. Oftentimes, the loudest person in the room is the last person you should be listening to. Hmm. Where, whom do, whom does that remind? Oh, Donald Trump. And then finally, be inventive. You don't have to listen to everybody else. One of the best things that I've ever learned in the real estate business, Pat, is R&D rip off and duplicate. But what do they mean by that? Find somebody who has success and then innovate off of that success. Why did they become successful doing it? Understand and be inventive. Be inventive in the ways that you talk to people. Become Maybe it's as simple as you're gathering for that NFL game and it's um, halftime. Maybe bring up a topic. Be inventive in how you incorporate your principles and how you show your principles at work to those that are around you. How many of us think about intentionality and inventiveness? How many of us think to be intentional every single day or they just are reactive to the things that are coming across them? How do you become meek? How do you get power under control? It's by being what, Pat? First and foremost, 
It is by being intentional. Time block your day. This is one of the greatest things that I have. Well, you mean to time block the amount of time I spend with my kids? Not necessarily. But what if I told you, you guarantee yourself if you time block out an hour to spend with your children every single day. Does that develop a better relationship than just willy nilly? Uh, you know what? I, I, I can't be here every week. Um, I'm too busy with business, right? I'm too busy with this or that or whatever else. I'm devoting all my time to everything else but you. You can't ever be too busy if you make time to make time. Oh my God, you put it in the schedule. So what? If you adhere to the schedule and then maybe you have to make an adjustment or two, but you're blocking time to do the intentional things that you should be doing in your life. All of that leads to what? All of the things that we have talked about leads to what? It leads to not taking the black pill, not being a cynic. It leads to light, liberty. It leads to a path that betters your life. Are we perfect in those pursuits, Pat? No, but if we put them in our brain, if we bring them to the back and just take a step at a time, you don't have to bite the whole apple, but guess what? Tactic one being intentional goes together with step one. Get right with God. That's an intentional act, right? You don't just wake up one morning and go, you know what I should do? I should just, no. It's an intentional act. And suddenly, you're now intentional about understanding your principles. And now you're intentional about bringing those forward to your family, to your friends. You are intentional about shining lights. You are intentional about the things that you do with your life. You're going to be much better off by taking the small step first. Instead of biting the whole apple. And that's why we talk about steps and actions. Almost all of these, right? Refusing to be silent. Huh. Principles. Right? Follow God, not man. Hmm. Shining a light. Because what is one of the lessons that Jesus Christ taught us when it came to those who were committing sin? Shine a light. And then ask for repentance. And if they are unrepentant sinner. And by an unrepentant sinner, we mean just continuing to do it despite knowing it's a sin. Just continuing, 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 and never asking for grace, never asking for help, never asking to get off that wagon. Take a look at number seven. Support those who won't insult you. Mockery, ridicule, scorn for those who do want to insult you. How about this one? Form fellowships, not coalitions. Tactic. Be tireless in your pursuits. Weird how those small steps working together, right? There's an action with a step. If you start building those blocks, you start building a life focused on reviving liberty within yourself, within your community, within your family. And you start changing your community. You start being more positive in life. It's amazing how those things can work. With that being said, um, I hesitate to go down the South African route. I don't know about you, Pat, other than to say, here's a shocker. Um, when Elon Musk called him out, his response was, you're white, shut up. <laughs> Basically, I mean, is there anything that needs to be said more than that? It, it, it's just insane. It, that is what it is. It's he. The, the the man is a racist terrorist. Quite literally. Quite literally. It's a protest right. song. Okay, that's fine. It's a protest song, but it's still calling for killing people based off of their race, and mm -hmm. that that's bad. No matter what race you are and how oppressed you were in the past or in the present or wherever. All right. With that being said, I think a great place for us to 
to to go is to talk about one of the greatest pieces of news this week. Ron DeSantis calling Gavin Newsom's bluff. That's right. Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis are going to debate at some point in time in the relatively near future. As Ron DeSantis said, you know what, Gavin Newsom, I take you up on your offer to debate you. I think it's a great thing for our democracy. I mean, Republic. Because we have to continuously remind the left that we do not live in a democracy. We live in a form of it and an intentional, there's that word again, word of the day, uh, rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. Um, But uh, word of the day, intentional. It was an intentional act to accept this. And I think it's an intentional way to highlight the, the dichotomy that exists in America. Not just Florida versus California, right? Sunshine State versus Golden State, right? Not about that. It is literally about whom are we? Are we free or are we control? Freedom, control. Liberty, control. You can argue socialism, you can argue Marxism, you can argue any of the the leftist terms you want. But control and liberty. And by the way, liberty can also mean the government saying, yeah, you don't get to do this because you're not going to tell somebody what they can and cannot do on a particular topic. Government banning you from banning something, probably a good thing for the most part. So I wanted to to get your thoughts, Pat. Do you think this is a positive thing? Gavin Newsom versus Ron DeSantis. Who actually does this benefit? I think this is a positive thing on a multi-level scale. I, I think first, I think you nailed it, that uh, it, it's positive in, in the sense of we get to have this debate on democracy versus, oh, excuse me, republic versus control, freedom versus control, all that sort of fun stuff. I think this ultimately benefits Ron DeSantis because he's actually running for president. Gavin Newsom at this point in time is not. This doesn't do Gavin Newsom any good. He's going, I mean, if if this goes the way I think it could go, Gavin Newsom should get the floor wiped with him because People are literally fleeing California to go to Florida. Um, you know, Florida is actually gaining population. California is losing population. Mm-hmm. So why is that exactly? And people, and I mentioned this last night in our in our chat. How is it that Gavin Newsom is, quote unquote, as popular as he is? Do people forget that he just went through a recall a couple of years ago and he he got he got out of it, but he went through a recall vote. Um. So uh, my my response back to that real quick is uh, Justin Trudeau. There is they are two of the most unlikable, self righteous. I mean, yes, yes, right? that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, personalities, regardless of their politics, I don't care about their politics when I'm talking about that. They are self righteous jackasses. Right? They are. That's whom they are. Yet he survived. Right? Mm. Yet, Justin Trudeau continues down the path. Now, I don't wish divorce and ill upon anybody because that's just not who I am. But um, it's telling that that's happening at this very moment. Because what is also happening with Justin Trudeau? He is gobbling more and more and more power. He is allowing people to literally euthanize them, or I mean, well, murder themselves if they feel trans one day. Oh, I I feel like I'm depressed today and I'm 15 years old. I can off myself legally. And by the way, that that doesn't mean putting a gun to your head. That means going to a doctor, signing off, and he is in the darkness, but he's also self-righteous in that darkness. Darkness begets darkness, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that black pill moment don't furthermore I, I i do think that this helps ron DeSantis in terms of the election 
um, in terms of because uh, have you heard Donald Trump being willing to debate at all in the 2024 election cycle? Well, I mean, he's playing around with it. And, you know, he's kind of like the cat with the uh, he's kind of like the 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 person holding the mouse on the string. Right. And there's the, yeah, the uh-huh. GOP pawing at it. That's what he's doing. He's just playing uh, with the GOP right now. Yeah, but see, that's playing games. Ron DeSantis ain't playing no games. And I, I honestly, I, I don't see how this goes well for Gavin Newsom in the end. I really don't. I know it'll be a debate. Like, I'm sure there will be all sorts of talking points from both sides, you know. But this helps Ron DeSantis, I think, on multiple levels, especially among GOP voters. Or those even leaning GOP. Yeah, because we also got a, a piece of news today from the polling side of, or well, late yesterday, from the polling side of things, in which even the internal polling of of Donald Trump and his, quote-unquote, overwhelming support, almost, I think it's 50, 46% of those who claim that they would vote for Donald Trump are, well, I would consider other candidates. So if you're Ron DeSantis, that's the that's the path towards winning this uh, this primary is peeling as many of those voters off while allowing Donald Trump to do what? Continue to meme splain his way across the the landscape and also go through his legal battles. Yeah, I, I we could talk about that all all day long, but when it comes back to this particular debate, here's where I want to kind of go with this. For me, this is all in for Gavin Newsom. He's wondering if he can be that candidate that should go into the 2024 election. What do I mean by that? What other opportunity does he have to have a clear stage? Because let's be real about this. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is nowhere near going to be a viable candidate. Just not. Because too many states have closed primaries, right? So you're voting Republican or Democrat. You can't cross over, right? You got to mm-hmm. claim to be a Democrat to vote. You really doing that? No. Nah. Not, in, not in a state in which you have the opportunity to take the GOP whichever direction you would like to take it in. His one and only opportunity is the attempt to look presidential on the same stage as the second big name, the biggest governor name, right, in the GOP. This is kind of the proving ground, right? If he loses, it's over. If if he comes out of that anything but like a superstar, it's over. If he comes out of it with more negative than positive, it's over. He might still be able to hold on in California, but on a national level, is it's also the last opportunity for him to prove to the DNC that they can dump the Biden crime family because you damn well guarantee yourself that that's what they would love to do. They don't want that guy around. He has been a useful idiot, and now he's just useless to them. I mean, given what we know about California and the state of Florida and both governors, do you, do you really foresee that happening? I don't know because I've seen Gavin Newsom pull some hats or pull, pull a rabbit out of a hat more than once. Yeah, yeah okay? that's true. Mm-hmm. For every French laundry situation that people can make fun of him for, right? He's been able to somehow convince more millionaires to move to California than ever before. And um, let me pull this stat up. In fact, this is really apropos. Um, this actually came across my desk. Uh, this morning, and I'm going to find it. Uh, and this is actually something that we get every morning. Um, it's called uh, Compass Contemplations. So every morning we get this, and it's stats and things about life and what's going on here. But I'm going to bring this up real quick here. So from the end of 2019 through 2021, California, a state with the highest taxes in the U.S., right? They added more than 116,000 millionaire taxpayers. That is a record for a two-year period and more than in the previous decade combined. 
the number of residents making more than $50 million surged 158% to over 3,000. In total, more than 288,000 Californians, or 0.7% of the total residents, reported over $1 million in income in 2021 alone. New York saw the same uh, saw the number of millionaire taxpayers in that period increase to about 80,000 or 0.4% of its population, almost half a percent, almost half of what California did, right? So the two most populous states, one dumped half, the other gained. While some berate and critique California, in 2022, the GDP of California was at $3.59 trillion, which is close to the size of Germany's GDP, which is the fourth largest economy in the entire world. So uh, he is in the middle of COVID, in the middle of all the crap that was going on, right, from 2019 to 2021. Somehow, more, more people, more millionaires decided to make California home than not. So let that be a lesson in a debate. Yeah, you might have had more people, but it's all the poors. Now, would I suggest that that's the way to go? No, because that's a really stupid marketing strategy. But, hey, millionaires, the people with the money, they don't seem too too problemed by all of that. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be careful of the, the rabbits he can pull out of his hats, like that one. That's a rabbit right out of the hat. How do you combat that if you are uh, Ron DeSantis? How do you combat that? Well, guess what? Our economy is growing faster. We have better education. We have this, right? Let's have that debate. Let's have that debate. Um, At the end of the day, though, I think Ron DeSantis has way more to win than lose in this type of a debate because whom is he's going to maximize the amount of people paying attention, and it's one-on-one. This isn't seven people on the stage and you get a 30-second soundbite, right? This is his ability to, sh- to show and prove that he can think on his feet. And more importantly, that he can be a champion. A champion for liberty. Or that, more importantly, he gets what time it is. So, I, I think this is a pivotal debate because it is literally control versus liberty. And if Ron DeSantis falls on his face in this debate, it's over for him too. But Gavin Newsom... He has everything to lose and nothing to gain. Ron DeSantis has everything to gain and nothing to lose. Try again in 2028. Is is Newsom in his second term or is he still in his first term? I think he's in his second term. Because they only do two terms in California, right? I don't, I don't know, know about right? that. I don't know the answer to that. Literally don't know it. I don't believe so. I, I know Florida does. Um, well, with that being said, I think, I think ultimately this is a fascinating moment and it could be a pivotal moment in Liberty's history. I won't even, I won't even say America's history. I'll say Liberty's history for this. But Pat, um, we've, 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 uh, bloviated enough today, I believe. Hmm. Just to alleviate curiosity, it is two term limit in California. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that begs the question, where does he go? Mm -hmm. Both of them can, because if Gavin Newsom loses this, he ain't going anywhere. He, 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 he he ceases to be the person they can go to off, off the bench. And when that happens, it's going to be another 10, 20, 12, whatever years. And does he have that kind of time? No. Well, and then also, who 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 do the Democrats have to turn to at that point? Right, Ron DeSantis can can go to the bench and be just fine, mm. being the champion in the background and building a brand and building uh, a national identity, right, for mm-hmm. four years and come right back. We've seen it time and time. Look at Reagan, right? Like what he did politically with California, and then taking some time off and becoming a national figure. You can look at Nixon, right? Uh, as bad of an example of the end of it, politically speaking, he took a bunch of bunch of hits. Oh, and by the way, same with Joe Biden, right? 
failed three times. Fourth time the charm. Allegedly. Hmm. And with that, though, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Andrew's phrase of the day is not a joke. But you are. (laughs) Please be smart. Be safe. Be kinder than that. (laughs) And make sure you eat all of your meals today. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.